Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. This is episode 55, and as always, you got myself, Scouter Ken. Scouter Colin, however, was not able to join us for this recording, but we do have three very special guests this evening. They are here to talk to us about iScout, which is an online game of sorts that is played by scouts around the world, scouts, venturers, rovers, and scouters, actually. Uh, Just before we dive into topic... Do you want to do a quick bit of follow-up from the previous episode? Regan has officially launched her podcast, This Guiding Light of Mine. The first episode went live a day or two before we recorded this. And so, by all means, do check it out. It's been added to iTunes. It's been added to Google Play. I was able to find it just by doing a search in Pocket Casts, which is my podcast app of choice. So look for it, This Guiding Light of Mine, a guiding podcast. Additionally, this episode's coming a day late, and I apologize for that. We actually recorded the interview you're about to hear. We recorded a version of it on Monday using Skype and then Google Hangouts, and unfortunately, the Wi-Fi network I was on was throttling both of those services. So consequently, the overall quality interview was very, very low. But happily, uh, the three gentlemen who participated in the discussion were able to meet me again on Wednesday at lunchtime to re-record the interview, which I think went actually quite a lot better than the Monday one did. And so as a result, I had to push releasing the episode back a day. But that's all right. It's still here. It is still a Scouting Stuff You Should Know episode, and we are going to be talking about a really intriguing bit of fun that scouts can get up to next month. Well, hello, everyone, and thanks again for uh, agreeing to this second round of recording. We, uh, For those tuning in, we tried to do an initial recording, and unfortunately, um, <clears throat> due to a combination of, I think, the site that I was at was throttling the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi that I was using, and um, <clears throat> just, you know, various other connection issues. Unfortunately, a lot of the audio was just not good. It was lost to us. So we're trying this again using a tech called Zencaster. It's something I've used in the past for a handful of recordings for this and my other podcast. And it usually works pretty well, as long as there's no major hiccups with uh, connectivity. Although I do believe that Josh has smoothed out a lot of those issues since uh, the last time I used the program. So we will go from there. But at any rate, we are joined by, um, we have three actual, uh, three actually guests on the podcast tonight. Joining us uh, first off is Wilfred. Hi, Wilfred. Hi. Very happy to be here. Excellent. And we're also joined by Mark and Niels. Hello. And so just some background. Uh, Wilfred is actually the one who contacted me first about the topic that we're going to be discussing today. He is an avid player of, uh, of, I guess you could call it an, an online game called iScout, which happens every year. It's coming up again this March. And Mark and Niels, meanwhile, are part of the team that organizes and operates the iScout game. And so they're all here today to talk to us about it. And this is something I had not heard of prior to, uh, actually really prior to Wilfred reaching out. I mean, I, I think I was kind of like distantly aware of it, but I never really looked into it. But, um, yeah, why don't, Wilfred, Mark, Niels, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about what iScout actually is? Uh, well, um, first of all, thanks for having us in, in, in the great podcast you have. 
Um, let me briefly introduce uh, iScout. iScout is an online game basically for rovers, leaders, and volunteer, volunteers in scouting. Uh, basically, scouts aged uh, 16, 16 and over. And the game consists of two parts. I think the biggest part um, is about tasks. Um, with the start of the game, uh, the teams receive a list of about 30 tasks and in the four hours, the game um, uh, will play the game for four hours and the teams try to fulfill as much, much tasks as they can. And the second part is about questions about places on Earth uh, or maybe on other planets <laughs> in the universe. Um, and that is where uh, the, the trip around the world comes from, because you make a virtual trip around the world during the uh, four hours of the game. Awesome. And so now, of course, this all happens, or, well, I guess the, the main portion of this happens through the website, iscoutgame.com. Exactly. Cool. Um, and I see, actually, now that I've pulled it up, I've somehow gotten the uh, Netherlands language portal. So that's nice and interesting. <laughs> but there is also an English language portal. I'm going to just try and change to that. There we go. That's better. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. And you know what? Actually, right there on the webpage, it says um, exactly that. With iScout, you make your trip around the world in four hours, both online and offline, together with thousands of other scouts. And this year, it's going to be happening on Saturday, March 3rd, 2018 which is shaping up to be a busy weekend for my group, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and so, yeah, you mentioned that the game has the two components. So there's the online Q&A component, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's basically like a, a nigh-infinite stream of questions, right? It is, it is. We have, we have an infinite, of course, we have a limited number of questions, but the number of questions is so large that no team ever has reached the end of the list of questions. Awesome. Um, so the, the the end by the game is really defined by the time and not by the amount of questions. Right. And then now to participate or to, to, to start answering questions, of course, teams need to accumulate credits, which is what is the uh, which is what the task completion is used to do. And the tasks might range from the fairly simplistic to the fairly complicated. <clears throat> And the results of the task have to be submitted to a panel of judges, if I understand correctly, um, via like photo, yeah. video, etc. Yeah, exactly. You have a team of, of judges of like 50 people maybe sitting in the Netherlands. And um, each team has to make a photo or a video of the result of the tasks. And they upload them via our special game website. And then within a few minutes, uh, one of the judges will say, okay, this is okay. Or no, you have to improve something, this and this. It could be done better. And then the team receives two points and they can buy two questions um, or one question for each point. Awesome. Um, so can you give me like uh, an overview of some of the typical tasks that a group might be expected to complete um, and what some of the different submissions for those tasks might look like? Uh, well, I can. Um Last year we had a, a street race uh, task. Um, the task was to organize a street race uh, with five different rowing, rolling vehicles, uh, which can be motorized. So no motorized vehicles are out and race for about 100 meters. And the races start um, with someone uh, with a scarf uh, and in scout uniform, of course. And at the finish, a steward flex the vehicles down. Um, so that was one of the one of the the the, the, the main 
let's say, basic uh, tasks. Uh, we also had uh, something like a, doing a safety instruction, you know, from an airplane, but then inside a, a bus, uh, someone who demonstrates uh, the, uh, and, and gives instruction about safety bells and the non-smoking and maybe weather conditions and what else can be in there. Um, and nice thing about it was that one group came up with uh, doing the safety instructions in a real airplane. So that was really cool to see how uh, people manage to um, be that creative and uh, in just the four hours of the game. Yeah, definitely. That definitely takes a lot of ingenuity uh, to <laughs> a lot of ingenuity exactly. and resources to um, to to pull off. And and obviously, I mean, you know, the the idea is to deliver on each task in such a way that you know it it uh, impresses the judges or you know at, at least like passes you know their their threshold their criteria right i mean i, I don't expect <laughs> yeah so all right cool and now once the uh i guess actually it's it's worth noting too like on the iScout website it talks primarily about the game targeting rover scouts and scouters but that's not really true is it like i mean that that's how iScout started as kind of you know a game that was played at sort of the the older aged sections of the scouting movement but nowadays you probably have participants down all the way to um scout or cub scout age Yes, yes, you're right. We see that a lot of teams uh, involved are Cub Scouts uh, as well. Um, we are still making the game um, uh, for the level of, of Rover Scouts. The questions are, are sometimes hard. Uh, you need really to uh, you really need to know how to use the internet to find your information. The tasks are 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 more or less hard. You sometimes you need to di- need to drive for license. So the game is really aimed for like 16 and over. Uh, but nevertheless, a lot of teams inf- do involve their Cub Scouts because the Cub Scouts, uh, a significant part of the task can really well be performed by, by Cub Scouts. Uh, so that's really cool to see. Not all teams do that, but maybe like 10% or something. All right, cool. And now how is a team, like how is the typical team organized? I mean, I'm looking at the website again here and there's a little section right on the splash page, you know, what do you need? And it lists a handful of things. There's a team of eight to 25 scouts, a few normal laptops, a few smartphones to make photos, an average internet connection, and a lot of creativity. And I'm sure it's that last portion that's, you know, kind of the really determining factor in terms of how well teams do. But (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how would a team, generally speaking, be organized? Because we've talked about, you know, there are tasks to complete, there are questions to answer online, and with that, a fair bit of research, I don't doubt. Um, Because, you know, obviously, if they get an answer about a particular piece of geography that they don't know off the top of their head, well, then they got to run away and maybe hopefully Google it before time runs out on the question. So how does a team normally get broken up? Well, I think maybe it's nice to ask the question to Wilfred as he is playing the game. So we are also kind of interested in how uh, people <laughs> really play the game and organize themselves. All right. It's all you, Wilfred. It's, uh, it differs. It, it, it depends on how big your team is. Uh, for us, we play with about 30 people. So we, uh, on one hand, we have more people doing tasks, and we need, to, but we also need some level of uh, coordination above that, so people don't do the same task, and uh, we do our own review before sending in answers on tasks. Um, for us, we have ten people searching, so you need to ten 
10 people, but also 10 laptops. Uh, we make a hardwired network. We're not using Wi-Fi because it's unreliable. Um, we have, uh, we, with the whole group, we share a dinner before starting the game. So we have a couple of people who need to cook something. Um, and they also make sure that everybody drinks enough and, and has some snacks during the game. Yeah, lot, loads of the, those things, which you can do if you have a bigger group. If your group is smaller, yeah, it scales down. Okay, but but how do you um, well approach the the tasks? So do you divide the, your group into smaller teams and uh, they divide the tasks among them, or how do you do that? Um, we actually, uh, yeah, we have about so we have about twenty people doing tasks. We divide them up in groups of four or five people, um, so they fit in one car. And the coordinators will tell them, okay, you're going to do this task and they'll head off to somebody's home or to our ship or somewhere else where they can do the, the task. Um, and at the same time, the the whole task list, the, the whole description of all the tasks is shared uh, using WhatsApp. So everybody can read the task and see, oh, we're on our way for task one, but we are also equipped to do task two while we're at it. Okay. So, and that would actually work out really, really well if, you know, you had like, I mean, think just looking at, you know, the, the, the samples that you gave there as, you know, some of the tasks that teams were presented with, right? Like organizing a street race or doing an airplane, like safety instruction video. Um, these are not things that happen in 10 minutes. So, you know, it's probably a good idea for teams coming into iScout to, you know, have some dedicated task people because then, sure, I mean, like if it's, it's one thing if it's, you know, you're thinking, oh yeah, well, we can cross this particular task off in 15 minutes. But if you need to set aside an hour to, you know, pull everything together and organize everything and shoot video of it, well then, oh my goodness, like you'd better have some people that are just dedicated to that task and uh, who aren't going to have to get bogged down with any of the other details of the game. Um, so cool. yeah, what, what is good to note uh, to help the smaller teams uh, we give each team at the start of the game a few credits and, and they get, they get uh, new credits every 30 minutes so if you have just a small group of people and, and a few of them are making tasks and other uh, few are, are working on the travel questions um, the travel questions people can have always some credits to buy new tasks or to buy new questions they don't fully depend on the on the task uh, group. Okay, cool. And oh, goodness, odd sounds coming from the upstairs here. I hope. Well, I don't know if you all heard that, but something's getting banged around upstairs. Anyways, not important. <laughs> um. All right. So now, how overall is the game adjudicated? Like, I mean, I'm assuming that you know there are certain teams that are declared the the winner or the winners. Um, so how is that ultimately decided? Well, um, ultimately, the, the thing is to to make to answer as much travel questions as possible correct. Um, so that's basically um, well how we know who the winner is. Uh, so to do that, you have to uh, first uh, do the tasks correct, and then you get credits, and then the, the travel question team can answer questions and hopefully they do it right and if you don't answer the question right you get a, a, a second chance and a third chance maybe until you decide decide maybe to uh, use a wild card to go to the next question so basically it's about uh, the travel questions yeah. 
All right. So just as many questions as you can possibly answer in the span of time. Mm-hmm. And the more tasks you're able to complete, the more credits you're able to accrue, and therefore the more questions you're able to approach. So exactly, pretty straightforward. Now, is there much between group interaction um, that takes place during the course of iScout? I mean, obviously there's communication between the teams and the judges panel, and hopefully within the team, you're communicating with other members of the team, especially if you have to coordinate tasks. But is there much communication that happens between teams? Yes, actually, there is some some inter-team uh, interaction because because of two things. Maybe uh, we have, do have one or two tasks which are which, in which you need to communicate with another team. We can't exactly tell you how, but because that's the secret of the game. But maybe more important, uh, before the start of the game, you can point out up to four of your own rivals. So maybe you, you select a few uh, scout groups nearby or from the same scout region or the same country. So uh, you have your own little competition inside the big game. And uh, during the game, you can live see how your team is performing amongst your, your selected rivals. So that generates some interaction between the teams. And furthermore, we have a very active Facebook group. Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, Facebook exactly. page, I have to say, uh, on Twitter, um, people are, well trying to find each other and share pictures and share stories and share... And maybe share some tips and tricks on Twitter and Facebook that happens yeah. as well. Yeah. Cool. And so in terms of the, uh, the the online component where you can see how you're doing relative to other teams, is that just like a scoreboard that's available on the iScout game website? Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Nice. And then I'm assuming, of course, you have like a set of hashtags that are published. It's just like, if you're playing iScout game, use these. And then anybody who wants to communicate with other teams playing iScout can just follow those hashtags. Of course. iScout18. Seems easy enough. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And now I know what to put in the tweets that I send out when this episode goes live. Excellent. (laughs) All righty. Um trying to think did i have any other questions well you know what hang on i'm just going to take another look at the website here oh right registration that was the other question that i wanted to ask so uh registration is of course again done through the iScout game website iScout itself takes place on march 3rd 2018 and it takes place from uh seven o'clock in the evening until 11 o'clock in the evening in the CET time zone. So for those of us here in mountain time, I believe on Monday we worked out that that was what about an eight hour difference, eight or a nine hour difference, depending on daylight savings time. Yes. Something like that. So late morning to, to mid afternoon. So, but that's, you know what, that's actually a pretty good time for um, a lot of the potential participants. Although, as I recall, you have also had participants from Australia in the past. <laughs> yeah, we did. We had, so they had to play the game at like four o'clock in the night or morning. <laughs> yeah. So that was a late evening or early morning for them. That's dedication. Um, just looking actually down the list of national scout associations that you've had participate in the past. I mean, obviously a lot of, um, European units, but there's Australia there and, oh, I do see Scouts Canada on the list. I didn't notice them there yesterday, but apparently you have it. <laughs> we, we, we edited them. We edited oh, them yesterday. Nice. There you go. That's why. <laughs> cool. And then, yeah. Oh, Egypt. You've had some Egyptian participants before. Israel. Definitely. Um, Oh, and of course, the Boy Scouts of America. So 
mostly European participation, but again, like you've had the Australians come in, you've evidently had BSA troops in the past, and then also, you know, kind of into the Mediterranean and Middle East. That's cool. And yeah. so to register for the game, you go to iscoutgame.com slash register. Um, there's probably going to be, you know, a two, there's probably going to be a two character in between there for whatever language portal, like I'm at iscoutgame.com slash en slash register for the English language portal. NL was, of course, the Netherlands portal. So anyways, yes. So to register for iscout game, you go to iscoutgame.com slash en slash register or slash nl slash um i don't know i'm sure that whatever language it's going to be it's going to be a word that means register um but anyways for the english language portal at any rate it's iscogame.com slash en slash register and there you uh you pick a team name you specify which scout association you're part of you mention the city of your scout group the name of your scout group give an estimate of the number of team members um, specify a contact person and then if you have um, things like a group website or a Twitter hashtag or a Twitter account or a Facebook page, which I set up most of those actually for my scout group just recently. So that's excellent. And then um, there is, of course, uh, the last two options on the registration page are how much you want to pay to join the iScout game. And the price range is uh, between about five euro and 50 euro. So there is a registration fee, but it's kind of scalable depending on, you know, what your group or your organizers feel they can afford. Um, I'm reminded yeah, exactly oh. what we see is that there are, there are a lot of people that pay just the average of 15 or 15 euros. Uh, and some people pay five euros and others pay, pay actually 40 or 50 euros. And, and there's a, the whole range is used and uh, we are happy with everything. So, yeah, um, like I was saying, the last time we attempted this recording, I'm reminded of nothing so much as the uh, the Humble Store, um, which is, you know, one of those online storefronts you can purchase video games and other media through, um, because it's very much the same thing. You know, they will put up a package saying, hey, we have this content uh, available and pay what you want for it. And then you can also order badges and name tapes. Of course you can. Yes. Well, of course. I mean, it's a scouting event. Why wouldn't you get badges for it, right? So you can get get, uh, either the the large iScout badge, which has like an iScout banner stretched across an image of the globe, or then there's like just a smaller, the name tape is just basically a smaller badge, which is like a little, uh, just the strip. It says iScout 2018 on it. So that's cool. Um, And you can order them in quantity there. So that is the registration process for iScout. And registration is pretty much open right until the start of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's open till, till the game starts. Yeah, sure. Although you did say on Monday that you were planning to cap the number of players um, that could potentially be in the game. Yeah, we will keep, cap the number of players or teams actually to, to 430. Right. Uh, but I don't think we will get there. We have about 380 teams, slightly more right now. So uh, I don't think we will reach 430, but it would be nice though. It would be nice. Maybe, yeah. maybe we will get the 10,000 participants. That would be really satisfying. Oh, you're getting pretty close there. I mean, you've got, yeah, your website currently says 380 te- 383 teams registered and 8,552 people um, already participating. So, you know, that's far off of either goal. <laughs> And yeah, that is that is uh, that is a goodly number of scouts. I mean, that's a, that's a jamboree's population of, of scouts. That's not bad, you know. Not necessarily I like think... a huge world jamboree, but like you know, a, a regional jamboree would easily pull that many people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Um, 
so I guess that kind of covers the, the, the main points of the game, but, um, you know, I, I think might be best to just kind of open the floor. Like, is there anything you'd like to share that we haven't yet covered, um, regarding iScout? Actually, let me, let me go into the history for a little bit. When was iScout founded? Like, when did you guys start doing this? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. It was nine years ago, I think, Mark. Was it nine yeah, years this ago? Is, this, this will is, be the ninth edition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, there was some kind of, of, of somewhat similar game uh, until about 10 years ago, uh, organized by another scout group in the Netherlands. And they, uh, they did it for like 10 years and they, they quit because they didn't, I don't know why they quit, but they just stopped with, with organizing the game. And then uh, Mark and I were sitting in a bar having a beer and thought, oh, well, maybe we can do the same. Um, and that's what we did. Well, nice. And since then, you, you know, the, the internet and, and all things radically changed <laughs> in yeah. 10 years time. Uh, so also the, the, um, uh, the game changed with that, with uh, all kind of possibilities that, well, things you can do now online with your with a computer, with a smartphone that wasn't there uh, 10, 10 years ago. ago. Did you have a smartphone 10 years ago? No. Probably not. Trying to so think. that's really cool <laughs> to, to um, always improve the game both in, in you know, the, the, uh, the content of the game, but also in what can we do and how can we challenge uh, everyone uh, using modern and uh, techniques. And also how to, to couple the modern techniques to uh, scouting, which, yeah. Excellent, the, that's cool. The, don't forget, we, we, uh, the first year we had, we had like 1,000 participants maybe, I think less. Uh, about about 40 teams or something so so those those past nine years uh, a lot a lot of things has changed we grew enormously uh, not only in number of participants but also in number of people working on the game we have now a crew of like 10 people who are making the questions making the whole website Um, so there, there we had a lot of improvements over the last nine years yeah yeah, excellent. Um, which would you say, if, if you have this data in front of you, or if you know it off the top of your head, like which has been your um, your busiest year to date? I mean, has it just been basically, you know, growth year over year? Or was there like one year that particularly stood out in terms of the number of participants and uh, and whatnot? No, it actually gets bigger and bigger each year. So uh, this year will already be, uh, is already bigger than last year and, and so on. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, every that's year excellent. We think, okay, maybe we reached a, a maximum, and then every year it grows bigger again. That is really excellent. And um, now I have to uh, actually. This is something that I didn't think to ask on Monday, but I'm glad it just occurred to me now. I don't know if the answer is necessarily yes, um, because I, I don't know how true this is for your scouting organization. But I know, like in my scout group. We do put a photo release out in front of people, like, you know, as part of the registration process, we say, hey, you know, like, can we use your photo? But we do have people that opt out of this. So totally would understand if the answer was no, we don't really have support for that built in. But I mean, obviously, there's going to be lots of interesting content created, photos, videos, and the like submitted to the judges. Is there sort of any centralized place where um, some of that stuff gets shown off for all the different teams to to see and kind of have a good laugh at? 
Yeah, there is. There is on, on the website. There is an album. There's a button in the in the menu bar that says photo album, and that actually contains almost all the pictures uh, and and photos and images um, which were taken by all the teams of all the years. So there are like tens tens of thousands of images in the in our photo album, and we oh, do nice. a little bit of of. Uh, um, um, how do you say that? The moderation. Yeah, we do a little <laughs> bit of moderation on, on the photo album so, because some images are not really suitable for the internet, so we keep them out. Fair um, enough. But 90%, over more than 90, 99% is, uh, can be found in our uh, gallery. And it happens that teams uh, will uh, send us an email with the question to remove certain, certain pictures, and of course that's no problem, and we do that right away. Um, but... <laughs> 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 Niels is scrolling through the <laughs> through the album right now. So we see some funny stuff. So <laughs> this is why you were laughing. Yeah, sorry. No, that's awesome. Um, no, and that's good, right? Because like that's sort of that's that's another way then that you can you know sort of share in the experience with scouts from from other groups around the world, right? Is you know to to see, oh yeah. hey, how did they do that task? Wow, that's those are some completely. Yeah, cool. and actually, you can you can organize all the the pictures and photos by both by team and by task. So uh, you can see how a certain team did, and you can also see how a certain task was performed by different teams. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, right under the um, album 2017 header there. There's, yeah, creations yeah, yeah, per yeah. task and creations per team. So that's that's cool. All right. Um, I get, uh, you know, uh, one more question that occurs to me, um, because, you know, like you mentioned that you have about 10 people sort of working on the website and coming up with content for like questions and tasks and what have you. Um, but then you also mentioned earlier that you have, you know, a panel of around 50 judges. So yeah. is there a process for people to volunteer to become a judge or do you just sort of select the, the judging panel locally? Oh, well, that started like, like naturally because, uh, now we do have indeed 50 judges, but like a few years ago, we had like just 10 judges. And then that were just our scout friends. That was our own scout group or the people we were working on on the jamboree, working with. Um, so actually, all those 50 people are just our, our regular friends. Um, so for us, our scout is, is first a game and then have a drink with all our friends uh, around the campfire. Cool. Um <clears throat> No, that's great because like, uh, and I mean, like I could totally see, um, some of the guys that I was in Rovers with, um, you know, doing exactly the same thing, right? It's just like, Hey, we had this idea. And even if they weren't necessarily party to the initial idea, you know, they'd happily come along to, you know, help out and, sure, and run exactly. it and make it a yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We could, good we could do it without them. Yeah. And also nice is that a lot of the, the, uh, jury members are, aren't scouts or aren't, yeah. aren't scouts anymore because ah. a lot of our scouting friends are will like to uh, participate in the game instead of uh, be jury members <laughs> and we also <laughs> say encourage them to play the game instead of helping us and then sometimes we have to oh no can you please help us <laughs> instead of playing the game because uh, we really need uh, need uh, the help sometimes of course um, of course but it's also one of the nice things that there aren't uh, a lot of uh, activities where uh, non-scouts uh, are really uh, helping out or participate. And this is one of the activities that uh, form a nice opportunity to, um, you know, get people involved in scouting. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, 
So I think that was now kind of the extent of the questions I had. But yeah, by all means, floor is open. If there's anything else that we haven't covered that um, you know you think people might want to know about iScout, um, now's a great time. Uh, well, maybe maybe in uh, maybe already, what we already said, you don't need a team of uh, 25, 30 people. Just collect a, a bunch of people, uh, six to eight, maybe. Uh, that's enough to have a really uh, fun fun time evening or whenever you're playing the game um yeah just i would say people just go for it <laughs> and see what it is um and also want to ask a question maybe to wilfred if he has maybe a nice story or what he remembers from i think he is already playing the game for eight or nine years now so oh uh, yeah i first thing i i want to uh with the re-emphasize, I love the game. I I I play a lot of games, but uh, I love this one especially. And I have actually thought about volunteering for uh, the jury, but yeah, I'd like to play. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, there are lots of stories that that accompany the the that accompany the game. The, you you get uh, during the game, you get the real feeling that everything is possible. So we we had. Uh, some assignment that we had to make to make a picture of uh, a Mini Cooper inside a, a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was one of the first years indeed. Oh, <laughs> terrible! <idea. laughs> it, it's quite a challenge, and actually, we had the truck. That wasn't the problem, but finding a Mini Cooper was. Uh, I had. I had to stop some people from calling uh, private owners who are selling a Mini Cooper. Uh, saying guys it's it's 10 at night you can't do this um so we we in, in the end we didn't uh, didn't get that assignment but it was uh, yeah it was again it was the the energy is is great that uh, that you get but, but you, you already organized the truck <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow well especially in the in the first years there really were like uh task we 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 thought, okay, let's see if they can do that. <laughs> let's see if they can manage to do that. Let's see what what the teams are capable of. Capable of. Uh, maybe they're well. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the examples of the first years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I'm that's because I'm mainly involved with the searching with the internet part. I actually don't see a lot of the assignments, a lot of the tasks until they are done. So after the ice scout, while well, we're waiting for the for the final standings, uh, we I, I get to see all the pictures everybody has done. Uh, yeah, you get to see some crazy things at that point. Oh, I don't doubt. Um, I am totally going to try and put together a team this year, even if I can't personally make it. Although. I might be around that weekend. Um, I will try and organize something. That that whole weekend, oh my gosh. So far I have a cub camp, archery, and something <laughs> else that weekend. So it's like, ah, well, maybe all of this can work together. I don't know. But uh, I'm definitely going to, actually, my scout group has its monthly all sections planning meeting um, tomorrow night. So I'll pitch this to the other section leads there as well, especially the venturers and the rovers and the scouts mm -hmm. and say, Hey guys, like, here's the thing. You should totally check this out. Daytime on Saturday. You definitely do that. Yeah. All righty. Well, in addition to iscoutgame.com, is there anywhere else that people can, um, get in touch with you if they want to either, um, learn more about iscout or, you know, just reach out and say hi. 
Yeah, sure. You can go to our Facebook. Just search on Facebook for Ice Cloud Game. You will find us. Um, uh, there, there are also some example questions and tasks uh, on the Facebook. We publish them every now and then. Uh, and you can reach us by Facebook, of course, and Twitter as well. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Nice. Cool. And you've got a Twitter account too, of course. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. Thank you for taking the time, retaking the time uh, to do this <laughs> Thanks recording. Thanks for having us. No problem. This one seems to have worked a lot better, so I look forward to publishing that uh, as soon as I possibly can. Cool. Great. All right. And thank you all of you out there in listener land for tuning in for another week. I hope to see some of you in iScout in March. As always, of course, you can get in touch with the podcast by a variety of means. Colin isn't here to feed me the question as to how you might do that, so I'll just get right into it. You can, of course, send us an email, scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at facebook.com or instagram.com slash scoutingstuffpodcast. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast, And, of course, you can go to scoutingstuffpodcast.com. You can leave us a voice message at scoutingstuffpodcast.com. There's a link in the sidebar. You can also apparently leave us a voice message at Facebook, and you can leave us reviews on Facebook or on iTunes. Please, by all means, avail yourself of any of those. Love to hear from you. As always, of course, a big shout out to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting our episodes to their worldwide scouting audience. If you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, please do consider subscribing to the podcast. And again, get in touch by any of those means I just listed off. Thank you all for listening one more time. And until next time, be prepared. <laughs>